It was a game changer. Sure, it was lube, but this lube was different. It was infused with possibly one of Lizzie's favorite things in the world, cannabis. Cannabis lube is literally one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me. Her relationship with weed at that time went way back. She was adding it to almost every part of her life. But this, adding cannabis to sex, this was a big deal. And the results were proof of that. It was just like the most beautiful orgasms because having that cannabis on your coochie just makes it more sensitive and more juicy, more open. This is How I Fuck, and I'm your host, Natalie Rivera. This is actually our last episode of the season, and what better way to say bye to our third season than to talk about something a lot of us either picked up during the pandemic or grew even more fond of, weed. I mean, since its legalization and decriminalization throughout much of the U.S., it's hard to escape cannabis's influence in the last couple of years. It's everywhere, from pharmacies to beauty stores to even pet stores. But you might not know that somewhere else it has made a huge impact is in between the sheets. While there isn't much science out there that proves weed absolutely enhances sex, people like today's guest, Lizzie, argue that cannabis enlightens the body and ultimately your sexuality. Here's how. I would say my name is Lizzie Jeff, and I am... The rap priestess, medicine woman, and CEO of Zen and Kush. Lizzie is from LA, which, fun fact, is also where I'm from, born and raised. Like many, she grew up in a household that didn't talk about sex very much. The idea back then was you didn't have sex before marriage. That was just something like through through the church that was kind of instilled um, in my mind. I'm not saying I fully believed that. But um, it was something that, you know, you hear it in church. You're like, okay, that's my perception of it. Did your was your family like a pretty big believer of that? Like, what's your family like, and how do they um, feel about like sex and love? You know what I mean? Shit, it was a lot of babies <laughs> in the family. I don't think that anybody had any type of feeling about it. It just was more so something that wasn't talked about. Not everybody was religious or anything like that, but for the general most part, the we weren't like an open talking about it and it wasn't openly displayed often in the family. While she wasn't sure about what she really believed about the whole sex before marriage thing, Lizzie couldn't help but be curious. The other kids in her school could relate, clearly. I remember... <laughs> In like first grade, during nap time, maybe it was kindergarten, first grade. I remember all the little kids being so curious, you know, and just wanting to explore each other and touch and see what it feels like. And just, it was just like a state of curiosity. Um, And so maybe in that time before, but the thing is one day the teacher like somehow found out that like saw one of the kids touching themselves or touching another student. I don't remember exactly what happened. I just remember the teacher finding somebody and it was a whole thing. Like the kids got reprimanded, you know, so at that young age when you're just like, 
what's this feeling? What's this? And then you get reprimanded. Were you like, were you one of the kids who were reprimanded for it? Like, were you also like exp- exploring? Or I was probably exploring, but I wasn't one of the kids that got reprimanded. But I remember, you know, she was yelling at them, but she was kind of yelling at everybody. Mm. And I and they, they they she told their parents. And I remember it kind of shifted the energy, um, but that was like so long ago. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't directed at me. However, just feeling that energy, I was like, oh, that's a bad thing, I guess. It took me a minute to like really dive into like a self, like a self pleasure journey. Um, you know, I, I definitely have my my moments where I like explored but there was always this resistance and kind of maybe shame associated with it and so it wasn't until I realized like my power my sexual power I'm a woman feminine energy do you remember your first sexual experience with someone else I do remember it I do yes mm-hmm yeah, back in the day, back in the day when I was young, it wasn't like the most positive, romantic, first time experience that you imagine um, for yourself. And then in that instance, sometimes there's some type of shame or something that is associated with that first time. And so um, I'm not saying I, I felt um, shame. I think it was, um, a cool experience, but it wasn't like planned. It wasn't mapped out. (laughs) It just kind of happened. And, uh, it was a safe experience for sure. How how old were you? If you don't mind me asking. You know what? I'm gonna keep that one. I'm gonna keep that one in the vault. Spirituality has always been important to Lizzie. Feeling connected to herself is something she aimed for when she was younger. So when she started college, Lizzie decided to make a commitment. There was a whole moment in my life where I decided to become celibate. And Mm. I did that for years and years. (laughs) It's so funny when I look back and think on it. So even during that time, all through college, like even after college, I was just on a celibate vibration and it was cool. It was amazing. I was focused. I was disciplined. I wasn't tripping about no boys. I was like on my ish, working out, feeling good, feeling sexy. Um, And as I started to embark deeper on my spiritual journey, it just made me like question and reevaluate my belief systems. And so- Mm -hmm as I was kind of checking out the list of like things that I was ready to level up, let go, evolve. It's crazy. Cause that's usually the time when a lot of people are having sex. I know. And it was so many fine booze at school. And I even had a boyfriend. He was so beautiful, but he just, you know, after 30 days, he was like, I thought I could, I thought I could do this with, And so, you know, I just was like, it was cool because also it it made it cool for me to like see which 
boys, which guys were like really there to get to know me and want to build something, you know what I'm saying? So it, it worked out for me. It was, it was yeah. nice. So you still dated? Yeah, definitely still dated. I just didn't like, you know, and there was affection and touching, but even that, because some, some men are like, well, if you can't do this, then don't do that, you know, mm -hmm. but I'm still affectionate person and I wanted to show my affection and so that was interesting, just balancing that. Um, yeah, but it was fun. Yeah. Did you still did you still touch yourself, or did you like restrain yourself from doing that too? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I felt like I need to be able to know what I like. You know what I need, and not only that, to experience pleasure. Um, it took me a minute to really know what I want and what I like. And so that is what sent me on a journey of like, you know, just mm, even rubbing my breasts, giving myself breast massage every day, just loving on these titties, loving them, mm, just, mm, just mm, the way I would want my lover to. When I started to understand the power of manifestation and speaking it into existence and, you know, treating yourself um, the way you want your boo to treat you. That was kind of the energy that I went into. And of course, it's been a journey because I had to work on my confidence. I had to work on like my patience and compassion for myself. So I got me some nice toys, you know, a magic wand. One Christmas, Lizzie got a yoni egg made of rose quartz. A yoni egg is an egg-shaped stone that some people insert in their vagina because they believe it can strengthen vaginal muscles, increase libido, and even balance menstrual cycles. But none of these alleged benefits are proven. In fact, they've been linked to infections, toxic shock syndrome, and the weakening of pelvic muscles. Professionals in this podcast highly discourage using them. Lizzie, though, has used it in other ways. Daily on my yoni, just even just over my panties, just letting it sit there for 20 minutes, just letting the rose quartz medicine fuse, like just my yoni and my healing. And, you know, just all the years that I kind of uh, took off from <clears throat> making love or, you know, just sleeping with somebody and having that like spiritual, sensual, sexual alignment. Um so my spiritual journey is what really activated it and popped it off. And then I'm like, oh, shit, I'm sexy. Oh, I like this. I like that. Oh, when I move my hips like this, it makes me feel this. Like, And I'm still learning every day. You know, I got to practice my confidence and dance. And I realize the more I dance, the more comfortable I am in my body, the more comfortable I am with a partner. Um, but it requires a lot of trust and security um, for me and partnerships to really express um, what I really need and desire. It was around after college when Lizzie decided to no longer be celibate. A friend of hers who she had gotten closer to recently sparked something inside of her, and her time with herself made her feel ready for her next step in her sexual journey. We have been friends for a little while. He had expressed um, like his interest in me, but I was just really focused on work and my spirituality and just 
you know, establishing myself as, as, as somebody. And we were friends and, um, it was cool because maybe he invited me to vegan dinner or something. And I finally was just like, okay, let's kick it. So we start building and I was still celibate while we were building. And it was in during that time where we were hanging out, where I was kind of like upgrading some of my spiritual capacities and also belief systems. So during that time is when I completed my vow of celibacy and him and I were spending more time and just being creative together. And, and then it happened. It was beautiful. It was really beautiful and just intentional. Doing everything with intention is important to Lizzie. From my conversation with her, it seems she believes in the power of rituals and that everything is connected, the body, the spirit, and how you treat the body and spirit. It's a journey. I learned about, you know, just the discipline and the rituals and sacred bathing, sex magic, and, you know, cutting cord cutting and just eating even better. You know, I've been vegan my whole life, but incorporating more raw, fresh, alkaline, just all the things that make, make life juicy. Like once I, even when I discovered like different aphrodisiac herbs, different aphrodisiac um, recipes that just make sex so beautiful, different juices, combinations that make your pussy juicy, you know, just all the cool things that come with upgrading your lifestyle um, and, and having that strong spiritual foundation. But I realized spirituality and sexuality are hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. And oftentimes we try to separate the two, but we need both. And so ever since I kind of got a grasp on the deep connection between the two has been my mission to like fuse them in the most creative expressions possible to uplift and inspire people to kind of be on the same way. Uh, okay. I have to ask, talk to me about what makes your, like your pussy juicy. Like what, like, can you walk me through that? Like what can, is that something that like you can tell our listeners about things that they can eat that will help with that? Yes, absolutely. So, of course, look, I don't have all the answers, but I got a few personal tried true things and a bunch of friends who do big pussy magic who tell me their experiences. And so the first thing for show is drink lots of water, drink lots of water, stay hydrated, keep that pussy, keep that coochie hydrated. Coconut water, alkaline water, mm, fresh pressed juice, ooh, apple, cucumber, a little bit of lemon, and um, some extra ginger. Ooh, we, our, our wombs love ginger. So, 
herbal, like feminine herbs, like Damiana, mm, makes you feel so creative and in your body. There's maca, which is a natural, just mood enhancer, natural stimulant, really makes you just mm, so ready for life. While there aren't many papers out there that details what kind of foods help lubricate vaginas, there's no argument that eating better and drinking lots of water is better for your body, period. So it would be understandable that it would also benefit your sexual health. One paper from 2018 titled An Investigation of the Relationship Between Physical Fitness, Self-Concept, and Sexual Functioning found that there's a growing body of evidence that indicates a positive relationship between physical fitness and sexual health. One of my favorite things is letting your coochie just bake in the sunlight. Let I say let the sun hit that coochie at least once a week. Minimum. That's minimum. But sunlight, mm, sunlight, <clears throat> and also just working out, um, eating that good food. I think Reiki energy is something we don't, uh, we forget we have access to, but I like to rub my hands together like this. And I like to just place my hands over my coochie space. Mm. And I just like to take a couple deep breaths. And just envision golden, pure sunlight radiating into my pussy. Healing, just like taking me to another level. And when you do those things every day intentionally, you know, when you move with the intention of just life in itself, it turns you on. Like when you find a way to just be turned on by everything, get you a toy and pleasure yourself in the morning, set your intention. That'll set the tone for the whole day. You know, and those are things that makes your pussy what moist and wet. So when did we come into play? Like, how how did that happen? That's a good question. Um, I mean, cannabis has always in some way, shape, or form been a part of my life, especially because I'm from L.A., um, more specifically South Central L.A., and I was born in the mid-'80s during the height of the you know, war on drugs, crack epidemic. So the energy of cannabis has always had some type of presence in my life, even if I viewed it differently back then because of how it was weaponized to destroy my communities. Lizzie was, as she puts it, a youngster the first time she smoked weed. Her brothers excused themselves to smoke outside, and Lizzie tagged along. And then when I got a little bit older, um, from my teenage years, working in the dispensary, I had a different level of access to it. And so um, working in the dispensary for a few years is what really catapulted my whole, like, relationship with cannabis. So I got to be in the dispensary firsthand with the medicine, with the community, hearing people's stories, seeing how it's changing their lives and just the work that's necessary and required, you know, to make it happen. 
As time went on, Lizzie's relationship with cannabis only grew stronger, especially as new products and methods of use started hitting the shelves and our social feeds. There's nothing like smoking a nice joint, um, but those are the different ways that I like to enjoy it. And so eventually I began to formulate a more personal relationship through smoking of the herbs, through soaking in a hundred milligram CBD bath soak from Yoni Day Spa. You feel me? Whether it's me dropping 20 milligrams of CBD from Toasty, the vanilla flavor. Oh my goodness. It could even be me rubbing my body down real slow with the CBD infused shea butter all in my scalp. You feel me with the THC tincture, whatever it looks like. So my relationship has been ever evolving. I like to explore various forms of the medicine, but smoking, rolling up a joint, set my intentions, blessing it, rolling it up, licking it. It wasn't long before Lizzie started creating her own cannabis-infused concoctions, some which have really helped to mend her relationship with her body. I made a CBD-infused breast massage oil, which helped me heal my relationship with my breasts. Like, you know, it's just, it's the lifestyle. What was going on with your relationship with your breasts? Well, it wasn't necessarily some whole thing. It was just... I don't know, for some reason, our society doesn't, like, encourage young girls to, like, love their breasts no matter what size or how they grow or what color or what shape or how many kids you've had. You know, it, society doesn't encourage that. And so it's not like we have a society of women that just love their breasts and men that just love and honor and respect women's breasts in that capacity. And so... For me, it was about like reclaiming my, my, my confidence because I always got teased for um, having small breasts or no breasts at all. And every time I got teased about it, I would always say, one day I'm going to have some big titties. <laughs> one day I'm going to have these big titties. And then one day out of nowhere, I had grown to a size 32 double D. And so. I had some nice knockers and I was working at a lingerie company for over a decade. So I had all the beautiful bras, just, just, it was a vibe. Well, what happened was eventually my lifestyle kind of shifted and I ended up losing weight. And so when I lost that weight, I lost a lot of weight in my breasts. So I went down a couple cup sizes from 32 double D to 32 C. And so there was an adjustment period because my breasts have, I love them. I had grown to love them and be proud of them. And so I lost the weight, breasts got smaller, but there was a period where I was like, man, I need to get back. I need to, I don't know, like, can't believe this. None of my bras fit. Da 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 da. And I was at a point where I was like, "Girl, look at yourself. You're beautiful. Practice telling yourself every day how beautiful and amazing and perfect your breasts are right now, as they are." So that was something that I had to practice every day: mirror meditation, 
you know, looking at my breasts and not, not like frowning up or saying something negative, but holding them and, and saying, I love you. And I'm thankful you're a portal of pleasure, of nourishment, of in energy and inspiration. And so that's kind of been my journey with my breasts and um, just, you know, I have a song called Beautiful Breasts. And you say you created like a CBD rub? Yeah. So basically I was like, well, I love, I'm a priestess, I'm a goddess, I'm an empress, and I love adorning myself in luxurious oils and rose petals and flowers. And so I was like, I need something for my breasts that I can just, mm. so I make my own body oils and stuff like that. And so I made one that was infused with CBD a little bit of Lang Lang, sweet almond oil, jojoba, a dash of peppermint, a whole vibe. And that was for my personal journey every day. And then one day, because I was like really experiencing the deep healing in my breast, they start glowing. They just, I was just on a different level. One day I was like, I should have these available for other women. And I should sell them at my shows and have them at my workshops. So that's kind of what I did. I just created a basically a, an herbal infused nipple serum. <laughs> and it's pretty damn good. It's like a massage oil. And I put a little dash of peppermint just to make it, give it that tingle um, on our nipples. Just to remind us. Mm. Making her own stuff has always been a passion for Lizzie. When she was younger, she would make her own board games and playing cards. So it makes sense that Lizzie would create her own cannabis items and in that spirit, pave her own way. The first thing was my nipple serum. The other thing was this um, herbal infused womb oil for when you're on your cycle and you just need some extra comfort and love and healing energy. The other one was... Um, an aphrodisiac candle, you know, that I curated. So it was like all these self-love kind of like inspired products. Um, Cause I'm like, this is the type of stuff people need, you know, even just a nipple serum. Like people are like nipple serum, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, yeah, it makes perfect sense. It's like women give birth and, the baby goes directly to the titty for nourishment. It's literally your first sip of nourishment on this earthly plane. So it's just all about me bringing, paying honor to the breast and just paying homage to all the things that um, women experience, especially um, holding, you know, trauma or baggage um, in their breasts, just being able to do that healing work to, just activate, you know, more space to thrive. And where where else do you apply do you apply cannabis? Like where else in your body? Is it like always is it topical always? Yeah, it's topical. It's taking a tincture, putting it in my tea, bathing in it, sipping it, you feel me smoking it, vaping it. It's just like a part of my lifestyle. So I might do a nice C B D foot massage. Maybe I'm on my cycle. And it's a full moon and my lower back needs some extra love. So I'll get one of those infused THC pack 
um, patches for my back. Like is there, it's, it's, it's a part of my life. It's a part of my lifestyle. When it comes to sex, like where are the best places, like the best ways to consume it or apply it? Well, that's a good question. One is taking a sexy ass bath, um, with the CBD bath bomb together, just soaking in it and eye gazing and just having that intimacy. Two is rolling up some kush, setting your intention. You feel me? Smoking, blowing it down. You know, three is CBD infused lubricant. There's some lube you can um, you can spray it or rub it on the pussy. Of course, there's always the option of smoking weed right before sex, which can intimidate people who've had little or bad experience with weed. But it's all about experimenting. It's different for everybody. It's no one particular strain. Um, but CBD is always great, a nice high CBD strain. Um, if you find like, you know, lemon haze, AK haze, blackberry kush, Queen Elizabeth kush, you know, just pineapple express, blue dream. You just got to find the strain for you. Exploration is key because blue dream for you, you might feel like so sexy and in your body and Oh, creative and just more confident in bed. And Blue Dream for me might make me, you know, not feel that way. So it's all about just exploring and seeing what works best for you. Um, maybe it's not smoking a joint, but maybe it's doing a CBD tincture. Maybe it's you and your partner taking 20 milligrams of um, CBD uh, before you start your eye gazing session. Uh, maybe it's okay if it makes you paranoid. Okay, let's instead of smoking it and inhaling it and having that um, experience, put it on your pussy. That's a different experience. There's receptors in our pussy that reacts um, to the cannabis. And so if it makes you paranoid, okay, stay away from that particular style or that strain try CBD. CBD is amazing. It's very lightweight, but it's going to give you that, that lightweight touch without the paranoia for sure. How has spirituality and, and cannabis influenced the way that you, that you connect with people, that you pick partners? Um, well, it's made me um, even more mindful and particular about who I want inside my womb who I want inside my room before you even get into my womb. But I like to take my time cultivating my energy and my space. So that's very important to me. And so the cannabis, the spirituality, the rituals, the discipline, just my whole vibe. I'm able to um, just fuse it all together, be clear with my intentions, with my lover, and creating a safe space, like feeling vulnerable enough to express what I like and what I need. Um, but I love like eye gazing. I love sitting back to back with my partner and letting our root chakras touch. I just love like those little moments of just deep intimacy and foreplay before making love. Um, kind of tantric rituals. Uh, they just add to the whole experience. So, yeah. Would you say that 
combining all of this cannabis sexuality, spirituality has brought you more pleasure, brought you more orgasms? Oh yeah, absolutely. No doubt about it. I mean, it's like cannabis lube is literally one of the greatest things that's ever happened to me because um, there was a company I used to like their products. They made CBD vibe and it was just like the most beautiful orgasms because having that cannabis on your coochie just makes it more sensitive and more juicy, more open. It's a magic recipe to deep orgasms and self-pleasure and getting out of your mind into your body and trusting yourself and exploring and not being afraid to ask questions. Six years ago, Lizzie decided to create something again, this time a whole new career. She's a musician, but she's also a mentor, coach, author, and the brains behind Zen and Kush, an elevated lifestyle brand that combines cannabis and sensuality. Well, working in the dispensary, um, and then my part-time job was curating events, open mics, music showcases, stuff like that. Working in the dispensary and also doing music and, you know, establishing myself as a rap artist, I got invited to a lot of events to perform, to speak on panels. I done done it all. But what I realized is at all these events, it was like, mostly white and there wasn't anybody else in the building that looked like me and so I'm like dang these events are dope but it's like literally only white people here and this is not reflective of the actual reality um, of it all and so um, I said it's important that we have spaces where everybody is reflected because cannabis is the most unifying like element on the planet. It brings all kind of people together from all kind of backgrounds. And that's what I know. And that's was like a true reflection of my experience. So I wanted to create something where everybody could thrive. Everybody could be seen and, um, you know, share their art learn about cannabis in a safe space, um, talk to somebody about it, ask any questions whilst also experiencing beautiful live music, good vegan food, Reiki healing energy stations, stuff like that. So it's just, you know, a fusion of spirituality, plant medicine, uh, sensuality, of course, and community. And it's like, how can we elevate each other how can we elevate each other's consciousness through, you know, sexy, creative expressions? So the lingerie is popping. The aromatherapy mm, is uplifting. The music is mentally stimulating. The dancers are just erotic and exotic. It, it, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. And you know, it's a space for me to share my music and my art, but also to share the platform um, with other dope artists and healers to be seen, to be heard. You know, there's live music, there's exotic dance, there's good vegan food. There's a place to understand, um, you know, your astrology, uh, different things. Each Each city is different, but the overall vibe is very elevated, very sensual, no alcohol. Um, just good vibes and good art and just prolific 
you know, minds in one space. Lizzie's mission is to help others bring out their sex magic, to give them tools to tap into that magic and use that magic for their wellness and pleasure. How, how would you define sex magic? That's a whole nother interview, girl. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to give me like an elevator pitch, like what is sex magic? What does it mean to you? Um, I mean, it is a whole nother interview, but what I'll say is in simple, simple understanding, it's the the practice of being very intentional with that energy that is literally used to create babies and bring life into the world to harness that same energy to bring life into your visions, your dreams, your ideas, your new business, your book. Um, So when you are making love to yourself or with your partner, it's at that moment of orgasm, that climax where you envision your deepest desire. You envision what you see, what you want, what you need. And during that moment, it's it's just powerful. So being able to journal before you go into the lovemaking, journal afterwards, just being very mindful and intentional with that energy. And it, it, it's powerful. It's very powerful. Okay, Lizzie, how can people find you? The Love Tool is in a cush event in a city near you. I'm on tour all year, so pull up. LizzieJeff.com, ZenandKush.com, at LizzieJeff on social media, The Real Lizzie Jeff on TikTok. I'm building up my TikTok page. And there's so many ways to find me. I'm on Spotify. My music is streaming. So uh, support, follow the music, and let's build. Let's grow. Well, thank you, Lizzie. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to How I Fuck. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. Some of you have been leaving reviews lately, and we love them, and we thank you so much for them. How I Fuck was produced by me, Natalie Rivera. Ben Quiles is our audio engineer. Cheyenne Lopez did copy and fact check. Original music is by Miguel Gutierrez. Find more of his music online by looking up the artist's name, Mag. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at How I Fuck Podcast. That's How I Fuck without the U, so F-C-K. This was our last episode of the season. Thank you so much for listening to this season, the last season, the season before that. We hope to produce another season for you coming your way soon, okay? Love you all. Bye. Bye.